you. We are recording. That's Kathleen Wilson. And that's Nicole Corning. And we've basically already had a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking for like 20 minutes. And then it was like, stop talking. I know. We need to record. Exactly. Because there's Um, so much. It's life. It, there has been so much lately. Yeah, there's been a lot. It's been real tough. It's been difficult. I was trying to think of like one good thing. And I'm just going to say, you know, I, well, I'm not going to jump to one good thing right now. I really, it's been so difficult. I mean, we had two close friends that lost their fathers like within days of each other. Mm-hmm. We've had just, it's just life. And Wait a minute. We had two? Uh-huh. Jessica and... Oh, Jesus. Rick. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's, it's I just got back from Vegas. So if <laughs> I am a little fuzzy, I went for a 21st mm-hmm. birthday. Not mine. Not mm-hmm. my friend's. Yeah. My friend... I So <laughs> I am officially old <laughs> because I went to Vegas for my friend's daughter's 21st, 21st birthday. birthday. Um, so I'm fuzzy. Yes. We had two friends. And yeah. And yeah. Not for nothing, but anyway... <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's just been a lot. It's just constant go, go, go. And when you, and then, you know, you throw your regular routine into it, uh, you know, taking care of the kids, making sure they're getting everything done. I, I found, I woke up at like three in the morning over the weekend saying, what happened to that PSAT email? Because the, you know, the kids are there. The, oh, did you sign up? Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But the deadline was this week. It's are, coming up. Do, what are we doing for like, prep do they take courses or anything i don't know we ordered an sat book and i said you're gonna here's a study guide like you're gonna go through it and it gives them you know the criteria of what they're going to be doing in the letter that they sent us like how much reading how much math how much time you get with they the sent you a letter the school did the school sent us a letter we but- just got some like email you better sign them up by friday or they're not gonna be able to take it at the school see that's what, yeah, i mean that's what i woke up and so i woke up and, and got it done because it was, you know, one of those things I didn't write it down and then it was nagging at me and then I'm like, what is the deadline? All right. I got to get, I got to get Jack, I got to get him something yeah. to. We just went to Amazon and ordered one of the SAT books, like okay. the big thick ones. And so I said, you've got like, you know, five weeks, you need to start studying. There's got to be some online thing. I'm, I'm going sure to check and see yeah. if there's an online thing. Yeah. Okay. Let me know what you find out. I will. See all these things. Send me the book. Send me the book. <laughs> okay, good. We will. Um, send me, I mean, send me a picture of the book. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just chaos, craziness, ups, downs, mm-hmm. twists and turns. Right. We've had a lot going on this weekend. Yeah. There's there is. been a lot going on this weekend. Yes. Um so we uh we this is a a subject I had wanted to talk about for a while. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure kind of how to tackle it and I don't even know that I'm still sure how to tackle it. Right. So cuz a lot of times I feel like we just talk through things. Well, I think that's it and you have to dissect and really think about it and sometimes you don't have the answer and it's okay. It's just you're pondering it and it takes time for that realization to like sink in and realize what is like the qualm behind it all. Like what what the issue is. Right. What is what's making you what's giving you the feels? Well, and the thing is is like we were talking about this on our one of our last podcasts was about how fast time is flying. And I just feel like, you know, I don't want to wake up one day and our life is done. Like it's gone. We're in a retirement home. And, you know, it's like we really have to stop. I feel like I'm getting emotional. We really have to stop and enjoy the moments. And I think I'm getting emotional too is because our kids are getting so big so fast. And, you know, they're going to be off in college no time. Oh, my God. I think it's been like three. (laughs) It's been like four or five podcasts since I've made you cry. I know. Um, it's just going well, and way it's true. Too fast. We, you know, we've had friends who have lost fathers. We are watching our kids get ready for the PSATs. I went to my friend's twenty for daughter's twenty first birthday. I, I think this this combination of the kids are not kids anymore, and um, and and we're just like I feel like I'm just getting old. Well, the thing is, and I um I saw this, you know, when all of the moms are sending their kids off to college and you know some of them are empty nesters now, I know I'm not going to be a great empty nester. I just know because I love doting on the kids. You know, even if it's yelling at them about their rooms or whatever, you know, when they're not going to be there to have that, you know, it's I don't know. It's you know, I think it's why when um your parents call you all the time because they're you have your own life now and they're missing you and you know we have to remember that as as our parents age or your parents age you know mine are both gone which is really difficult too because um 
you know, you navigate through all these things, but they're not there to guide you anymore. Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah. a lot of it is just, you know, what would my mom say? What would she do? And I think about that and it's really, it gets difficult sometimes. It's interesting that you feel that you aren't equipped to be an empty nester because you have one of the most full social calendars. I know. And I, and this is coming from someone who most other people are like, you have to, my friend Kelly always says you have too many friends. You can't make any more friends. You can't have any more friends. You've mm-hmm. got to get rid of some of your friends. Right. I, I'll tell you which ones I think you should get rid of. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so it's, it, I just, it's, I think it's this, confluence of the kids getting ready to launch and us moving into this different phase and seeing other friends being forced into this early phase, this phase earlier than we should, right? Right. Like being the only parent, losing their parents. Um, I woke up this morning and, um, Oh, I'm going to cry now too. <laughs> but we have this awesome name. Na- we we have an awesome cul-de-sac. Yes. Like I like I love your neighbors. Our cul-de-sac Actually is- for the wine night, I was like, I should t- ask Joe and Pasquale to come down too. Oh my god, you totally <laughs> should. You know who's in town? Aaron Hall is in town uh, that I night. I know. I actually sat on your calendar, but I could not invite you and No, I was I'm going like- to br- I'll bring her by. Okay. I will we'll do a drop by. Um she's staying at the Princess. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, she's here for a conference. So, um but there's a anyway. So, we'll come for the we'll we'll swing by. Um, so, uh, we have an awesome cul-de-sac and you, you know, two sets of my neighbors, but, and I don't think you've met the, the other two sets of our neighbors who are like directly next, like next to us and then next to them. But we're like, we're, we're just, we're like this little commune. We're Mm -hmm. very, we're all close. And, um, Frank and Shirley, um, are two of the neighbors. They don't have kids. They have their mom, Marie, who's like as big as a minute. Like she's probably like five foot, nothing, (laughs) Um, and Frank is probably six four and ginormous. <laughs> wow. Like he's over three hundred pounds. Oh my god! Like he's just he, like not fat. He's just a he's like a linebacker. Yeah. And um, and Marie has been declining in health. And I just got a text this morning that she passed away. Oh no! I know. I'm so sorry. So, so I was like, wow, we're having this podcast about like time marching on, and it's like here's like our. You know, and she was a spitfire. Like everyone knew her. She used, she went to the gym in the neighborhood, and like she was like the queen. Everyone was like, "Hey, Marie," and like would want to stop and talk with her. And how old was she? She was late eighties, I think. Mm-hmm. I um I I think she was late eighties. I she and and every year they do something for her birthday. Oh. Um. So it's um, it's it, anyway. It's. Oh, sorry. My brother, the um, producer, was texting back. I missed <laughs> something up. <laughs> that is funny. So um, anyway, um, he just said I messed something up on the last recording. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, here, <laughs> you get what you get. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying my best. We're our, this is our professionalism as far as the <laughs> technical podcast goes. We're trying. We're yes, trying our best. Technology exactly. is not we our We can't friend. keep it all together. We no. try. So... So why do you feel like you're not going to do well? I don't know. I just, you know, because I have never really, I've always had to take care of somebody or something. So, you know, I mm. I was raised by a single mom with five children. I took care of my brothers and sisters, including my mom. And I was single, you know, I, I met Dale when I was like 23. Three, we got married at 25 and we I didn't want children right away I said I really want to wait until I'm at least 30 then we can talk about it and we did we had Brooklyn when I was 30 and um, so we had five years to ourselves which was great it was you know I still took care of my brothers and sisters I still took care of my mom you know it may not have been you know like you know they didn't live in the state but I would still help out and you know do things yeah. and then and then when I had my our family all of a sudden, it's like uh, just, you know, taking care of our family and everything that goes on with that, which I thoroughly enjoy and I love. So then, but I know after they move out, I'll still take care of them. Then we'll have the grandbabies and all that stuff. So I'm just, it's just interesting to see how far you've come. Because if you really look back to your young self, I remember being like 18 thinking, you know, my mom got married at 20, you know, that's not going to be the path for me. I'm not planning on that, mom. So don't expect that. And, you know, my cousins, because they're all from the Midwest, they're all married young, having babies young. And, you know, I think when I was 30, having my first, my my cousins, maybe like, maybe she's 
five to seven years older than me. Maybe not even that much. I can't remember. Sorry, Kim. But anyway, she was like, I'm getting ready to have grandbabies or my daughter's grown and, and Kathleen's just having babies. And my, my mom's like, that's just, she did not want to have kids young. So anyways, the point is, I've just been taking care of so many people and I love doing that. I'm the nurturer. So I just, I have to, so part of like this podcast, I was really thinking about like, you know, the tools and tips that you have to um, figure out to appreciate getting older and not be resentful about it or not um, just, I don't know, everybody expects life, their life to turn out a certain way. And of course, we all know that that path doesn't always work out. And you just kind of go with it and you wing it. Mm -hmm. You just have to find a new joy. I would also... I would also say that I think it's incredibly healthy that your attitude is like, wow, I'm going to miss my kids when they move out and kind of do their own thing. And I don't have to be the caretaker Um, because I think a trap a lot of mothers end up falling into is, um, is trying to remain that caretaker and kind of hobbling their children in some way, Mm -hmm. you know, like making Mm -hmm. their children dependent on them, right. playing into their children's need for them, right. you know? Right. And I, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. I do really believe that children do what you expect them to. They don't, they're not going to do it a hundred percent of the time. They're not going to do it a hundred percent of the way. But if you think of your children as capable and your vision for them is you are going to move out, you are going to have a life on your own. Maybe you'll have your own kids. Maybe you won't, but you're going to have your own life. Right. If your vision for your, of, for them is that right. you, they're more likely to do that. Right. Whereas if you're like, oh, my poor kid, I, you know, they can't do it on their own. They And I, I, I think about this because my parents, um, my brother, Sean had terrible, terrible asthma growing up, terrible asthma. I mean, there were times like, and kids died from asthma before. I mean, and I think they, I know, I'm sure they still do, but right. it was before there were like these home kind of machines called nebulizers that you could have. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they have now, but anyway, he, <laughs> he really did. He'd spend like, he'd go to the hospital at least twice a month, like oh. children's hospital in Boston. Right. Anyway, um, because he was so, he was the youngest, he was like sickly. I think my mom kind of ended up babying him a bit mm-hmm. and and kind of enabling him in a way not I don't know I and I, I I'm, and it's not they're not bad people like I and I get it I think if I watched my child almost die every night right. and, it, and I was the gatekeeper to like out. I mean you know because my mother would be up pounding on his back that's why I can sleep through anything mm. um Tiana is anyway so <laughs> we shared a room in Vegas she was like you can sleep through anything I'm like yes I can because of my brother but then Sean had a difficult transition moving like after high school and mm-hmm. moving on and um and and it's not atypical. It wasn't anything right. bad or awful. Mm-hmm. Um but then the minute my parents were like, Hey, we're gonna move to Arizona, we're selling because my brother basically lived with my parents, you know, and he'd work jobs here and there. He didn't date really, that we knew of at least. Um, and he didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. And then the minute my parents were like, you can stay here and make a life for yourself, but we're moving to Arizona. And they were like, okay, you're, you're capable of doing it. Sean, you know, and Sean had a lot to do with it too, but mm-hmm. he got a job um, at Starbucks with like benefits. He went to school. He applied to Berkeley College of Music, which was like his dream school. And he right. got in because he's such a talented musician. Right. And he started dating this woman who is now our, my sister-in-law, who's this amazing woman. And, um, so like he didn't date a loser. Thank fucking God. (laughs) Um, but he, you know, it was like the minute that my parents were like, well, just go live on your own, you know, go do your own thing. And he was like, oh, I guess I can live on my own and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas up until that point, I think my mother was like, I think she was afraid for him to leave, to be honest. Really? Well, you know, that's why I call our children, I call them adults in training. You know, most of the time when I'm joking or if I'm like talking about social media, I call them adults in training because mm-hmm. that's essentially what we're doing. We're we're trying to make them, you know, 
contributing citizens in our community and you have to teach them the stuff that goes along with it. And I, I always wonder sometimes, like, how good, are, how well are we doing? I don't know. I mean, I guess you don't know until they're actually out and about getting it done. Now, I know Brooklyn is super independent and um, probably a little too much, actually, you know. But I don't think so. It's, uh, yeah, but she's like, she knows what she wants to do. She does it, you know, and she's just, I don't know. And then Bailey, I love that kid. I think it's just, I think it's easier to have a child that is strong, is too, maybe, quote unquote, too strong-willed or too independent Mm -hmm. than someone who's like meek and mild and and not sure of themselves. Because you can always help a child who's like real strong kind Mm -hmm. of present in a way that is a little softer sometimes when they need to like Mm -hmm. it's easier to like tone yourself down in certain situations than to push someone out of their comfort zone right yeah right understood um and i i think too like we're we just won't know and we and we're not gonna we're not gonna know for any good i mean we're just we're doing you're doing your best and i think a lot of this stuff that is going on we're not conscious of it right like i'm sure that my mother wasn't thinking like i really want sean to be here but she spent her whole life keeping him alive. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a part of her unconsciously that was like, I'm afraid if you're not here. Like, I bet there was this this primal fear that he would die. Like, right. what happens if he woke up in the middle of the night and no one was there to, like, pound his back, you right. know? Right, um, Although I think he stopped having really bad asthma attacks probably in, like, high school. Who the hell knows? I don't – I was out of there by then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, it's – Look, I think our kids are going to be fine. Knock on wood, right? Right. Um, I am, I am worried about us. I am worried about. <laughs> I know our mental health behind the whole thing. There was, um, I think that one of the things that is important is, I was actually looking at you know, what it means to get older. I mean, it's not just like the kids, but your health comes into consideration. Uh Your spouse's health comes into consideration. Yes, your longevity. All of it. And it's just making sure that you live your best life, as everyone says. And I think we really do a good job of that. We really do find that fun, that balance, that, you know, let's go and hang out with our friends and, um, it's really, I don't know, life is good and I don't want to, I don't want it to go away so fast. I feel like it's going too fast and I'm not ready to go anywhere. I, you know, want to enjoy everything, but I just want to slow down and it seems to be going at warp speed now. Well, and so I guess when I say that I'm not worried about the kids, like, I mean, you always worry about your kids, Yes, and, but and right. I'm more worried about us because the thing is our kids are launching themselves into the beginning of their adult lives at mm-hmm. some point. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's full. I mean, remember when we were there and it's like, it's full of like possibilities it and who is. am I going to be? Yeah. Just you know, like I was just <clears throat> reflecting now when I was 18 saying, what am I going to do? What am I, you know, that's, that was exactly it. Um, whereas for us, it's like we're shifting into a different portion of our lives. Okay. So this, I'm going to read this to you. So I found this, um, I found this little, what is this from? Uh, it's like a help guide, agingwellhelpguide.org. And it talks about aging well tips. And the number one is to learn to cope with change. And I think that that's really important because our lives are are evolving. Now we're having life events that are happening. You know, it's not just you know, going to work, coming home, cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids. Like, you know, there's some significant things. So learn to cope with change. And then... Um, Focus on the things you're grateful for. So it's just stopping and reflecting and saying, look, I really appreciate this about you. And maybe we should do that with our children this week. Say, look, one thing that I really appreciate you is X. And then just, you know, kind of give them some love there. That's a good one. Here's one. Accept the things you can't change, especially for us control freaks, like type A people who's like, you know, it has to be done this way or, you know, it just, it's, there's just some things that you can't change and you just have to learn to live with it. Look for the silver lining. I feel, I feel like we do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, we do that. Check. Yep. Yeah. Take daily action to deal with life's challenges. I mean, every fucking day. <laughs> when every we're not hitting day. it head on. Like, every day, 
every minute of every day. So this I don't have time for. It says pick up a long neglected hobby or try a new hobby. So that's me in golf. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's perfect. Me. That's me in golf. Okay, and you I, have to start golfing. I do. I do. Let's start. Let's start golfing together. Okay. We could do like nine holes. Yes, and we could do it with Dale and Peter. It would be fun. That would be fun, actually. Yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah. But um, so yes, that would be good. Actually, so we've been cleaning out our garage. You know, it's like twenty five years of like just oh my gosh, so much stuff. So Dale's been scanning all of our pictures, getting rid of the hardbound albums and like, you know, putting them in picture photo boxes, but put them online or not on a whatever. Right. And um, he so he goes, hmm, Kathleen, what are we going to do with your craft box? I've got like a sewing machine because I used to sew stuff. I, I sewed the kids' like, um, not clothes, but like, you know. Um, like pillowcases like and stuff? Like the burp cloths. Like I oh, would get really? fabric. I've, I've sewn costumes. Like I'll do Halloween costumes because I'm like, you can't really mess it up. It's like if something goes wrong, you just fabric glue it, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I got a sewing machine once. <laughs> And because my neighbors were, my old neighbors were, um, I don't know, they were doing sewing stuff. So I'm like, oh, let's do it together and I'll learn how to do it. I got to the part, so it's the beginning of where you thread the machine, <laughs> and I was like, I'm out. Well, did I you gotta guys sell have this bitch on. We had to do, a, we had to sew in home ec <clears throat> in, high, in, high, in junior high. No, I, girl, didn't. I didn't take home ec. You well, know I didn't take home ec. Well, they had like. I took um, like a computer class. Yeah, but they had, we had to make aprons and stuff, and it was really fun. Of course, my apron had to have a heart pocket. <laughs> That's just <laughs> oh my me. God, you were so cute. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I I opted out. I think they did have home ec and I was like, I'm not. Yeah. That's not my jam. I don't know. I don't even know how. Well, those are there. I mean, those are good those are good things. I think it's just and I but I I feel I have felt acutely this year. I think it started the year I turned 46. And this year it feels very like I feel like I'm in it now. 46 mm-hmm. it was like I think I'm feeling these things. And now 47, I'm like, I'm feeling these things where I'm just like, I'm, I'm old, not in a, not in like a, oh, poor me way, mm-hmm. but in a, like, like, like 20 years ago feels like nothing. Right. But think, I mean, you think of your 20 year old self versus your 40 year old self. I mean, we've the, you know, we have houses, we have savings, we've got retirement, like all those things that you work for. But it went so fast. It did. And in 20 more years, we're going to be almost 70. I know. And it's, it's just, it's going so fast. And I feel the I guess I have been feeling that march of time and Mm -hmm. plus like with zoom fuck zoom man I like zoom for the past like you know two years while I've been in lockdown I never used to look at myself I would throw on makeup in the morning it takes me I think I time myself it takes me like six or seven minutes to put makeup on Mm -hmm. not even you know Mm -hmm. I'm out the door and I would never look at myself again now I spend hours at a time looking at like my mannerisms and my facial expressions and my hair and my, I mean, I cut up all my hair. I got filler for the first time because I was like, damn, I look old. Um, and so I, it's, and you don't, by the way, well, no, I appreciate it actually. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I just feel it's not, I don't know. I just feel uh, very much of my age. I'm not freaked out necessarily mm-hmm. about what comes next. I'm not necessarily sad or complaining. I'm just feeling it. I'm like, okay, that went really fast. And to your point, I think we need to stop and slow down and be grateful. And it, and it is a shift because we both have worked so hard our whole lives and we've always been the caretakers and we've always been the nurturers. And now I'm like, okay, what do I want? You know? And I, I don't need to take care of anyone. Like my parents are in a good place. You know, my brother's in a good place. Um, you know, at some point my parents will probably need me to caretake. And I've told mm-hmm. my mom, like, look, I'm just assuming that I'm going to be taking care of you and dad at some point. She's like, I don't really want you to do that. I don't want you to have to think that. And I'm like, fuck man, you did it I when know. I was little. Like, I know. I mean, like, it's... You know, you didn't sign up for sleepless nights and a kid with asthma and whatever right. else. Like, so mm-hmm. guess what? So when you need me like I'm going to be the, and not not necessarily because I'm obligated but it's like 
that's just what families do for each other. They do. You um, know, that's what's important. And, you know, the one thing that my mom always told us with um, my brothers and sisters, um, you know, when we would fight when we were kids, young kids, and she would say, look, I'm going to tell you guys right now, at the end of the day, at the end of when I'm gone and everyone's gone, all you guys are going to have of each other. Yes, you'll have your families, but you have that family connection. And, you know, it's like one of those things. Brooklyn got in trouble years ago um, and we took her phone away. And I saw on a TikTok where um, Brooklyn had posted something like, when you get in trouble and your sibling finds a burner phone. And I was like, I couldn't be mad at it because that's what siblings are supposed to do. Exactly. They're You're supposed the- to stick up for each other and help each other out. And so, well, sometimes I see Bailey come down with Brooklyn's favorite cup and go to the water. I'm like, go tell Brooklyn to get up and come downstairs and get her own water. You are not her slave. But I think that's... It's a, no, but it's a cute... And I, I tell my... I used to tell my boys that all the time because they would... They used to fight terribly when they were younger. And I said, you guys, look, (laughs) it was probably too much. They were like young. But I'd always say, look, this is a hard life. Mm -hmm. And all we have is each other. Right. So our jobs are to make life not harder for each other. We're Mm -hmm. here to make it less hard. Well, that's the thing. It's also, it's a mind shift, right? So when I say to my mom, hey, I just assume if God forbid you need help at some point in your life, like I'm assuming you'd move in here, I'd help you and dad, whatever it is. But like Marie, who lived two doors down, was like, she brought so much to our community and to to her son and Mm daughter-in-law, right? Everyone loved Marie. Right. So it's, I think we need to start shifting away from like, that's like, I don't want to be a burden to like, but you get to have that time with someone and that experience, right? And Mm -hmm. you're giving me goosebumps. No, and I'm like, and I'm genuinely really upset. Marie, Passed away this morning. Oh, so sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, but like, but how great is that that someone loved her that yeah. much? Like that people in this community loved her that much. You know, it's we we think of being old as like, I don't know, we're such a, a youth obsessed culture, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to be a burden, but it's like you're not a burden, you're a blessing. Like right. that was you, right. you made people's lives better, you made people happier. Like you brought people joy, right? You know, no, and hopefully that's how everybody will feel about us. Also, we're not crazy, mean old old women. Ugh, my <laughs> children's wives will probably fucking hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they will. I like wrote it into the trust. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I just. I did really write it into the trust that like their wives can't get any or their spouses can't get anything like for certain amounts of time. Right. If they were to have money, if we were to die. Right. Because I'm like, what if they were just a fly by night kind of person? Right. And you're married to them for like a year or two. Like don't commingle those funds. Right. Which, you know, who knows what estate laws will be at that point. Anyway, I'm going too deep, but here's the thing, <laughs> regardless. But it's important to feel these feels. I mean, I remember when my grandmother was um, older and I would talk to her and she she lived at home all the way until um, she was like 81, I want to say. And then my, she moved in with my mom. They saw the house. And um, my mom took care of her. My my grandmother loved my mom so much. And she's like, man, she cooks and she does all this stuff for me. And my grandma was not your milk and... My grandma was real tough. Actually, it's funny. I read... um, So we've been cleaning out pictures and stuff. And I came across a letter from 1976 that my mother wrote to my grandmother. And she had pictures of me as a baby in there. And so then my mom is totally talking about... She says all this stuff, talking about how my dad was traveling and his grandfather passed away. My dad happened to be in town during that time, so he got to go to the service. And then she says something about her mother-in-law moving back to the Lake Lake of the Ozarks. And my mother said, good riddance (laughs) about her mother-in-law. Then she goes on to talk about what I'm doing, like how I can patty cake, how I can snap my fingers, and how I love ice cream with a passion. It was so adorable to read that because, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I can't have those conversations with my mom anymore. So to read it like that was really – it was really sweet. And um, so your mom, your grandmother lived with your mom at the end of her life? Yes. Yeah. And they had to actually put a bell on the door because, you know, they, my grandmother had twilight and oh. twilight. So she would get up in the middle, middle of the night, night and leave. So they had to put. When someone gets dementia, for yes. people who don't know, like yeah. they mix their days and nights up. So 
So she would get up in the middle of the night and try to leave the house. Just like a baby. Yep. And uh, Except a baby isn't going to try to leave your house. I don't know why they didn't put an alarm on the house. Although my two-year-old son used to try. He did. Sam Sam was a terrible child. Like as much <laughs> as I say he was my easy child. He let himself out the front door once. And he was out in a diaper in the morning, like playing in the front yard with like dirt. And my and my neighbor across the street, her <laughs> his mother was like... She was coming by to pick the kids up for school or something. And she was like, what is that baby doing? <laughs> Thank like, God he stayed here. Like, yeah, I know. They got They're a coyote like... and get him. Anyway, so we had to put locks on everything. Yeah. Well, actually, we had to do that with um, our front door, too, because our front door, if you lock it, if you open the handle, it unlocks it the door unlocks and it. Yeah, we had to put one, like, way up high. We had to put a chain up. We oh, still have Jesus. that chain up, actually. Just... I, it's so funny, because Bailey would totally try to walk out the door, too. <laughs> well, so my grandmother, my mother's mother, lived with us from the time mm. I was, like, I don't know, sometimes I was like three or four until she died when I was 12. And it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I loved my, and my grandmother was not like a warm, soft and fuzzy. I I called her Butchie because I'm Polish. I think Bupcha is grandmother. She was Polish, um, but I couldn't say it. So I could say Butchie. (laughs) People used to be like, Butchie? And I'm like, (laughs) no. Anyway, but it was, but that's like a blessing to have those people Mm -hmm. in your life, right? I agree. Yeah. Um, My grandmother would tell me, but my grandmother said before she moved in with my mom, how hard it was to see all of her friends dying. And, you know, it was like when her best friend died, like, and everybody around her and all of a sudden she's like, okay, now I'm going to go live with your mom and it's going to be my turn to, you know, and die. And I'm like, I mean, you can't look at life like that. But I mean, but I think that's, that's probably what reality. we're doing now. Right. Yes. I mean, not that we're saying that, but we're in that point where we're like, all of our parents are dying. I know. Right. And we're yeah. losing our parents. That's and- hard. That's really That's not just that life event in its own is hard because, you know, just like, you know, we are preparing our children to move out and go on their loan. You know, we have to realize and sit with our feelings of what that's going to feel like or what we're going to miss. The same thing, you know, your parents don't teach you what it's like to live without you. I wish my mom would have told me, although her mom passed away and she was 83. And how hard it was how that grief and loss was like she never talked to me about that her dad died when she was in her 20s but she just never talked about it well and that's reminding me so we are feeling some big things right now right and um so one of our friends who just lost her father and she was very close to him um we were at um i couldn't make it for the service because i had to be in tucson but then i came up and she had a few people back to her house so i stopped by and she's a caretaker Mm -hmm. right She's the rock of her, of her family, and she's had a shit last couple of years. Yes. Like, she lost her um, her ex husband died of cancer, mm-hmm. um, father of her oldest, and yep. they all co parented. Like the families were very close, yep. so it wasn't like a they like it was a loss. Right. It was a terrible loss. Yes. And then her husband, her husband right now, went through a cancer scare, and now he's on the other side of it. And then her father was healthy as a horse and charming. And then all of a sudden just like, you know, got sick sick and like, and they really don't, they're not sure exactly just anyway, he passed away. So, um, and her family was all in at her house, like, and they brought him home Mm -hmm. to pass at her house. So Mm -hmm. everyone was there for, I want to say like a month or two. uh, It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so she said, she said to me, like, you know, we'd all had a few cocktails. She's like, look, you're, you're like I am, right? You're like, you're just going to take care of it. You're just going to take care of everyone. She's like, but I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, and when are people going to say like, what do you need? And how can I help you? And how can I let you more? And I don't know if those were exact words. It was the gist of it. Yeah. And I said, girl, look, I don't, I do not know if this is the right answer. This is what I have come to know. <laughs> um, no one is going to do that for you mm-hmm. because you haven't set that, expectation that you need it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you might not even allow yourself to accept it, even if they did offer it. So it's not them and it's not you. It's just the dynamic that's there. And so there, you're never going to get it from them. Mm -hmm. So you have to do your own self-care. This has been a real shitty two years. And this time in particular, losing your dad unexpectedly awful. Yeah. I'm like, this is when you go see a therapist. Yes. You, you call in a professional because you aren't, go, don't look to your family. Mm-hmm. You need to look to your own damn self, right? right. You got to rescue your own self. No one right. else is going to do it. So call in the professionals or your girlfriends, you know, and all of, or all of these things, you right. know, therapy, your girlfriends, 
I like take a lot of yoga classes, do some, whatever, but you've got to do what you need to do for yourself. Right. No one else is going to come and give it to you. No, it's true. You have to. It's that, you know, it starts, it started for me when I was in my twenties, you know, trying to figure out life because, you know, I was just thrown into the mix out of it in third grade and was like, okay, this is life. Life is really hard. We have no money. We have no food. Now you have to figure out how to make all of this work. And right. I got a job when I was 16. I paid bills. I took care of my brothers and sisters. I took care of my mom. And it's, so selfish of me. I don't even know if I told you this. When I bought my first car, my mom could not drive a stick shift. So I, I learned how to drive a manual so that she wouldn't be stealing my car because she would take it. And I was like, I'm doing this for myself. I have to do something for myself. And so one time I had gone out of town. She tried to, she said she did know how to drive a stick. Oh, that car was parked on the side of the road when I got home. I go, why is my car over here? Mom's like, yeah, I couldn't drive the car. <laughs> I will tell you a story about my mother-in-law <laughs> and the car that she took from my um, sister-in-law, but I will tell that offline because it, you will laugh at it, but people will think it's a terrible story about her, but it, it, it's, it's a, it's a dark, dark story, but it's funny. I know. know. So it's, you know, that, that happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, your, your family needing you and whether or not it's your car when you're 16 or taking care of you at end of life. But I get, I guess, you know, I, I would give that advice to everyone listening. Like we do really have to look to what we need and we need to provide it for our own damn selves. Yeah. And don't wait for someone else to come along mm-hmm. and don't wait for someone, something to make you grateful. Like right. that, what spoke to me the most of that list that you read is gratitude, mm-hmm. taking a minute, pausing, being grateful. I, I do that with my children. I do tell them, you know, I, texted Jack last week. I really appreciate how hard you're trying. That's so good. I get their um, their uh, grades. Um, I get notifications for all the tests and grades and everything. So I'll snap a picture and send it to them. And I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm really, this is great job. Right. Or what happened to this assignment? Uh, there's <laughs> a lot of that. Yep. There's a lot of that. So yeah, but I, I, and I would encourage you to start thinking about shifting your mind around. It's going to be awful when the kids leave to I what things am I going to do for myself to keep my life full and right. I think you'll be surprised because your life is already it's probably over full it really sometimes it is like you know everybody I mean and I'm so lucky we have such great friends and everybody but it's like we're so busy and regimented in a routine and go 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 and when I finally have some downtime, I just, I'm like, I'm just going to kind of hang out at home by myself. So I know I owe one of my girlfriends a text. She wants to get together for wine later this week. And I, um, and I love her. So I'm going to make time. We'll get it together. And, um, but yeah, you just have to find the time to look inside and reflect. And, and I then... think everyone's feeling that march of time. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's because of the forced uh, slowdown because of the pandemic. Right where we do have more time to be introspective and think and and fantasize and project out as to what life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it, it's been this interesting time for us because these, the kids, you know, are getting old. <laughs> they are. I mean, Sammy, Little did I show you that? Did sassy. you see that picture of yes. Sammy, the football player? That is so cute. Oh he looks so big. God. He just is adorable. Both my your kids baby, my I baby know. in his football picture, like looking like a football player. I know. So it's um, just, I don't know. And then Brooklyn, you know, all of her friends, they're like, skin, like just the stuff they wear is like nothing. And I'm like, for the love. And uh, Thursday was spirit school because they had a football game. And so she was supposed to wear red. So she had this like tank top that was like really short. And, and she's like, do you think I'm going to get in trouble? I go, put an extra shirt in your, yes, you're probably going to get dress coded. And she's like, well, everybody wears this. I don't know why I get in trouble. I'm like, I have no idea, Brooklyn, but just come on, be mindful. It's, um, I will tell you, having just come from Vegas, okay, like, <laughs> okay, shapewear is out, okay? <laughs> no one, ain't no one wearing not just Spanx, but bras. And it's this, this look right now where it's like two bands of f- fabric, like, stretchy jersey material that crisscross over your boob oh, yeah 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 and then leave the bottom part of your boob hanging oh out. i've seen that the swimsuits where they're cut out but it's well, yes i can't yes but it's like exaggerated and and women with very large breasts who need bras and support are doing this and <laughs> no. it's no 
it's just a messy, messy look. It is. I'm like, you know what? If you have little tiny boobies, that's a great look. Right. But if you've got these big old things, like, Mm -hmm. I just think you need to rein them in a little bit. Like, how are you? I guess what I'm thinking, if I was wanting to enjoy myself, I would not want to be on alert all the time that my boob could fly out at any given direction from anywhere. It's true. Um, But I will tell you, Vegas was less crazy in terms of dressing than Miami. Oh, really? I thought my Miami, my eyes like were just like popping out of my head (laughs) and my jaw was on the ground. (sighs) I'm like, what are these girls wearing? Or maybe I was like inoculated because I went to Miami and now I'm like, my bar is so like for crazy is so low that I'm like, Vegas ain't got that. Right. Vegas was crazy people watching though. No, I do enjoy the people watching. Um. But yeah, I'm not a Vegas or Miami girl. No, yeah. And I'm going to Vegas again next week. You are. Ding, but ding, ding. But that's for work, though. So it'll be a little more. Well, no, it won't no, be. No, it won't it'll be. It'll be busy. No. I do enjoy I like going to Vegas. It's just like once in a while to do something fun, to get out. I've been having that itch. I actually kind of want to go to the beach, you know, that I've been feeling that lately. Ugh, I'm dying to go to the beach. Yeah, we missed uh, San Diego this year because it was too... Well, first of all... I don't know what happened, but the um, the hotels or the Airbnbs was like so expensive so, and so booked like out. what you would pay for a week is what you would pay for a night, and I'm like, there, there's no way. Oh, that's and, crazy. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. I miss Rocky Point, um, mm-hmm. which is Mexico, yes. and um, but I'm st- I'm too afraid to go there because. I, I just feel like this Delta variant could rear its ugly head at any, I mean, could really. And then you'd be really, stuck in Mexico. And I'd be stuck in Mexico. Beach, which is not the worst thing in the world. Eating fresh shrimp. Oh my God. Imagine being trapped in Rocky Point. That would be a dream. I'd be like. They'd be like, get her out of here. This gringo lady, she's got to go back. I'd be like, que pasa? Como estas? Un cerveza, por favor. Yes. Um, Donde esta el baño? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know that we've been helpful or we're just kind of bumming our own damn selves no, out. No, I think that's important to talk about it because if you feel it and you express it, then you can deal with it, honestly. Yes. I think that's important. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What is your mom hack for the week? Okay, so, okay, you, do you have your phone? Did I show this to you? Oh, we so, get it. You're going to, yeah, show me. Okay, so I am notorious. Whenever my family borrows my phone or uses my phone, I don't know what it is, but they're always like, Mom, you have so many tabs open and that drains your battery. So if you look at your phone, not while you're driving, but if on you're at your homepage, like where you go to Google search and everything, there's these two little squares on the bottom right hand side if you actually hold the squares down wait a minute show it to me again okay don't hold these squares yeah hold them down and then it'll pop up and it'll say close all what does that say close all 178 tabs she has 178 tabs open yes so it closes everything for you so again if you're looking at your phone um, you're on your homepage, like if you're going to go Google something, there's these two little boxes that are on top of each other. Just hold it down and then it'll say, do you want to close all, like in Nicole's situation, 178 tabs. And then you just click it and it closes all of them all at the same time. Well, now I know. There you go. Well, now I know. Um, my mom hack is, a, it's a working mom hack. My working mom hack is, um, I'm going to pass on what my, um, was it, is it Bill? Is it Bill, our business development mm-hmm. coach, who says mm-hmm. this? Oh. I think he says, um, uh, hire slowly, fire quickly. Oh, I have not heard him say that. Mm-hmm. Hire slowly, fire, fire quickly. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is a good, that's a good thing. Don't, if someone isn't the right fit. Yes. You should and recognize he, it early, know it in your heart. It doesn't, it's, it, there's no like hard feelings or no. bad, but it, when you know, I, every time I've known someone wasn't the right fit, mm-hmm. they always like, it, we struggle, struggle, struggle. And then like, we have to part ways. Yes. And it's like, don't, it's just like maybe a relationship. Like don't go through, Mm-mm. don't stay don't in a bad relationship. Either. <clears throat> don't prolong it. Nope. Don't prolong it. If it's not the right fit, it is not the right fit. Put them on a performance watch and. Yeah. Manage. Well, and that's where it's kind of nice in Arizona to be a right to work state. Exactly. Which I think is actually kind of crap. I do think it's crap, but it right, the right to work state means it's just supposed to be easier to fire people. <laughs> um, that, that sounded like a wicked laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's nothing wicked about that. Me. I didn't mean to be. Tee, tee, tee. Exactly. Wink, wink. Um, what was your one good thing? Actually, my one good thing was... I'm trying to think about this for a second. You know, I will say that we have been seeing some of our friends we haven't seen in like a long time. So it's been really nice to connect with them, even though Because like you're vaccinated. Yes. And you're feeling exactly like, okay, it. I'm gonna open up my friend circle right. a little. But I still hand sanitize, still wash my hands. You know, I don't always shake everybody's hands, honestly. You know, I wait for it. If they're willing to shake a hand, then I'll shake a hand. i but I don't extend my hand first. I just I don't know. I just I'm a germ freak anyway. So there you have it. But it's just really nice to see everybody hang out. My one good thing is um, um, my one good thing is that I am about to go to like my first industry conference in two years. I know. Really, you know, everything's been virtual. I talked to my good friend Erin, who's going last week, and I said, "I'm so excited to see you and all of our friends." And I'm so terrified that I'm going to get COVID. I know. I feel like this is a super spreader event. And, I know. And, we're, and we are all vaccinated. Right. But I'm just like, damn, I, I am so afraid. I know. It's everywhere I go or when I go somewhere and I have to make sure. I, even when I touch the buttons on your your code coming in, I hand sanitized afterwards because I was like, oh, just don't know. It's that. I mean, yes. And I think we'll always be, you were always like that mm-hmm. even before COVID, right. but I think we're all going to be like that. But I just, you know, I, I would ask everyone out there, please just get vaccinated. I, I mean, I, my poor friend across the street, um, the head, one of the head ICU nurses at one of our uh, for the COVID unit at a big regional hospital here in Phoenix. And her numbers are almost as bad as they were at the peak. And these health, and it's, it's, you know, when I said, is it, is it mostly people who are not vaccinated? She's like, Psh, yeah. So it's like, you know what? Don't, it, it, we, we, it's, it's like watching people die from cancer and, and because they opted out of treatment mm-hmm. or watching people, uh, uh, you know, who die from heart disease because they didn't want to stop eating French fries or they didn't want to take medication or they, any- that's probably going to be me. Well, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that will probably be me. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's like these things are preventable, mm-hmm. like, or you could do something about them. Right. And so it, these healthcare workers, it's so hard for them right now yes. to look at these people and right. to be like, okay, but yeah, 99.9% of you didn't have to be here. Right. She said people are asking for the um, shot. Like they're in the hospital, in ICU, on ventilators, and they're like, now we want the vaccine. And she's like, it doesn't work that way. Right. I mean, and and anyway, so just it's not a political issue. Like it's Mm-mm. fully FDA approved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had, you just go get the shot. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and not just because I want to go to more industry conferences, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, we want to see our people. We want to, you know. Get back to normal. We want to get back to normal. Please just 100% back to normal. Um, I can't believe we have to beg people to get an FDA-approved mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. to, like, not die. Right. I just, you yeah, know. It's crazy. Anyway. Well, so this was, a, this was an upper podcast today. <laughs> We're going to have to do something real fun I know. Next week. next week we will. Let's let's start thinking now. Okay. Like, I, you know, craziest stories Actually, from our youth. You know what is funny? I was thinking the other day, sometimes um, when I listen to song lyrics, they, okay, I think that, okay, I'll give you an example. So next week, just for fun, part of the podcast doesn't have to be the podcast, but if, I know you have a song out there that has the, like, kind of the dumbest lyric you've ever heard, and it's part of, like, a really popular song for instance i'll get one of them is um you know pour some sugar on me yeah and he goes one lump or two and i'm like that's the dumbest li- like one lump or two you know i know it's their british band or whatever i don't know but i am just like one lump or two one lu- i know pour and that's like an anthem sugar on is it me me yeah Oh my gosh! And then what? What did he goes, say? And then he goes, "One lump or two? <laughs> like it's a question. <laughs> Do you want one lump poured on you or two lumps poured on you?" <laughs> Maybe lump means something else. Okay, then no, because I think that's how they measure their. Well, they take a little, like a little cube, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so then the other one I think is hilarious is uh, Mr. Boombastic. You know, Mr. Boombastic. Mr. Boombastic. He's so fantastic. Exactly. So one of them, one of the lyrics makes me laugh. He goes, you are the buns and me are the cheese. 
like, what does that mean? I laugh at these lyrics all the time. Oh, God. I, okay, I just got back from Vegas. My mind is not working. I can't, like, wrap right, my mind well, think around about any, it this but week. now I will think about okay, it. Okay, because it's so funny when you think about it. Like, you are the buns and me are the cheese. And I'm like, what does that mean, Mr. Shaggy? <laughs> oh, oh man. What, what does it have to do with being boombastic? <laughs> yes. I, I, well, you know, buns, cheese, I don't late even nights, know. eating, all that stuff the was very important just, in our 20s. Well, okay, and then go look up the lyrics to My Sharona. So I just saw the lyrics. Someone said, has anybody listened to the lyrics of My Sharona? I'm like, no, I thought it was about a car. No, go back, go look up the lyrics. It's really dirty. Well, it's, of course it's not. You thought it was about a car? I don't know. Isn't there like a Sharona car or something? I have like no idea. Game, That's, maybe? again, I just got back from Vegas. <laughs> I don't think so. These are the things I think about when I'm driving. But now I'm going to have to listen to a bunch of songs. I know, I think all the songs have stupid lyrics. And mm-hmm. so, like, they are, I don't know. So I don't even, like, can't think of one because I think most <laughs> songs have, stu- like, there's so many times where they're singing and I'm like, God, they just really had to, like, squeeze that sentence in. Oh, what about this one? Um, for, I, it makes me laugh every single time. Um, the Pina Colada song. If you love Pina Colada. So when he tells the whole story about how he wrote an ad to meet this person and, you know, yeah. at the, and he goes, um, so he's at the coffee shop or whatever, and he sees a familiar face walk in. He goes, oh, it's you. And then they both laugh. I'm like, no, that is not what would happen. It'd be like I would take my paper and beat you with it because you're out, put a personal ad out to meet somebody and you're still with me. Oh, I forgot in the Pina Colada song. Yes. That's at the end? It's like, It's know, like his wife? It is. It's his significant, I don't know if it's wife, but it's his significant other. And they each answered each other's ad. And I'm like... Mm-mm. It wouldn't go down like that. Oh hell! Because it no. makes me that he goes because he goes. I saw your familiar face, and I I'm sorry I don't know all the lyrics or whatnot, but it just the story is I saw a familiar face, and he goes, ah, oh, it was you. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like motherfucker. No. Oh yeah, and it was ah, oh, it was you. Yes. If you like pina yes. coladas, bump bump bump, getting caught in the rain, bump bump bump. Um. But anyway, so find some lyrics next week because it cracks me up. Actually. That would be a good one to do. Maybe we, yeah, we can just do funniest songs from our like from our youth. Just uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now you, I think you might have ruined "Pour Some Sugar on Me" because <laughs> I never knew they said one lumber two, <laughs> and now I'll be like, oh. Now my you're gonna God. have to listen. She's gonna listen to these songs today. Oh man, you are the bun and me are the cheese. <laughs> I, I actually like that part because it makes me laugh because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Shaggy. I know. Um, all right. Well, I, I would like to dedicate our podcast today to Marie. Marie. Oh, press and hold. And press and hold. Cheers. Cheers to you, Marie. You're a good role model. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.